people are being challenged. And then the Lord spoke to me. So I was in a battle because I thought, Lord, you are telling me about the future. So the whole night I was wrestling, I thought, Lord, what do you want me to talk to them about on Sunday? Because I don't know. You didn't give me a word. Because I thought this word can't be for now. Because the situation now needs something else. Because if you don't know, as Christian, God speaks addressing situations. You see, the gospel, they were on point. The letters of Paul were on point to address situations. You know, if you see Peter, Peter was talking about uh, the diaspora, the people that were scattered and uh, went abroad. And Peter was talking to them about the testing of their faith. It was a current situation uh, because they were scattered. And uh, because they were scattered, they lost their livelihoods. And Peter came in and told them, do not despair because the testing of your faith shall produce perseverance. Hallelujah. So, so all these things were addressed to specific situations. And, and right now, the church needs to have a voice that addresses situations in a current time. And what to do when, when times are like this. I know it's all encoded in the Bible, but sometimes we don't get the clarity as to what the Bible is saying. And sometimes we read and we make promises ours that don't talk about us. And I'm praying that the Spirit may raise people in the body of Christ that will be able to read through the time and the lines and, and the seasons and to address situations as we go. So the Lord spoke to me and he said to me to talk to you about joy. Hallelujah. He said, I must talk to you about joy. I said, Lord, but don't look joyful. Maybe I must talk to them about what burial or something like that. I said, no joy. So, I didn't want to speak about, but you know what the Lord will do? I came to the office and I opened my emails quickly. By that time, I don't open emails. I'm focusing in print. Then I opened the email. And then we got a contact form. And somebody said, I've lost my joy. I said, Lord, what are you telling me? <laughs> so, because I didn't prepare it. So that's why when you went there, I was busy taking scriptures because I have only the title. And I thought I'll preach it when the time is ready. And when the man says, I don't know what to do anymore. I've lost my joy. I lost my strength. Please help me. I said, okay, God, I hear your message. So if I seem a bit untidy and unprepared, don't worry. Hallelujah. I just want to pour my heart. And at the end of this service, I believe that you will go home celebrating. Amen. Hallelujah. So I want to take you to the Bible in the book of Philippians chapter number. Uh, let's go to Philippians chapter uh, number four. And we're going to read verse four. Philippians 4.4. 4. Are you here with me? <clears throat> Let's read. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say. Read it again. Read it again. <clears throat> I 
Now, the Philippians, this letter of the Philippians were, addressed, were written by Paul. And Paul is urging the Philippians to rejoice, to be joyful, to be full of joy. And he said, always, always. Don't forget the word always. Say to your neighbor, always. always covers all the situations. So it's, 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 it's a plea, it's, a, it's an encouragement that Paul addresses the people and says, rejoice always. Meaning, I will not be able to state all your situations, but I can tell you something, rejoice. How will I rejoice when there is no food on my table? How will I rejoice when there is no money to pay my rent? Paul had all this in mind and he said, rejoice. And then he nailed it by saying, always. What does always mean? <laughs> they say it means always. It means at all time, at all at Regardless of the situation, in every situation, rejoice. In every situation, rejoice. My God, help us. In every situation, rejoice. But then we didn't read the following. He said, the Lord is near. Let your gentleness be known by all men, for the Lord is near. Hmm. Say to your neighbor, rejoice. rejoice. <laughs> Say rejoice. rejoice. You will go with laughter today. You came with a mixed feeling. And you will go with laughter. Now, what is, what is the meaning of joy, biblical joy? I want to give it to you. Biblical joy is more than happiness. It's more than a happy feeling. It's a lasting emotion that comes from the choice to trust that God will fulfill his promises. Can I say it again? Biblical joy is more than a happy feeling. It's a lasting emotion that comes from the choice to trust that God will fulfill his promises. If there is something that the world is lacking, is joy. People can be entertained through the comedians, but it's not lasting because after that moment, sadness comes back. Joy has the ability to replace sadness in a way that joy is not connected to the situation. It's connected to whom you trust. So your joy is not in the situation, your joy is in something. And that something is God. So your joy is in the Lord. Now, when your joy is hidden in the Lord, you are unmovable and unshakable. Because nothing can move God and nothing can shake God. So your joy is hidden in the fact that he's faithful to his promises. He said it, he will do it. Therefore, in anticipation of what he's about to do, I rejoice. I might not like the process, but I know the end of this. 
And because I know the end of this, I start to rejoice in anticipation of what God will do. So you need to understand that the enemy is after your joy. Hallelujah. He's after your joy. Because he knows that, 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 that a, 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 a heart, a heart that is hopeless, makes us sick. So many of the sicknesses that we are experiencing today comes from disappointment of heart. Brokenness of heart. Uh, people come to a place where they don't know who to trust anymore. They don't know we, if they could trust God anymore because they are focusing their everything on the process. If I knew that I'll be standing here today, I would have rejoiced when they bullied me in school. It's because I didn't know that's why I clamped myself to the situation and I became depressed. If you knew that what happened to you, maybe loss of your job, the day you lost the job, if you knew that you were going to get a better job, you wouldn't cry so much. But because you didn't know, you limited yourself to the happenings. And then you lost the substance of joy inside of you. And then you start to be sad because some people are addicted to sadness. It's like you don't know what to do. Even when you tell them rejoice, hmm. <laughs> Please be joyful. Hmm. I've heard this before. But nothing is changing. Lord, when? These are questions that make you depressed. When? How? Why? Why? Because we don't know. Listen, they said, just a smile will relax the facial, the facial muscles. You know, it takes more strength to be angry than to be joyful. Yeah. <coughs> Hallelujah. I've read that laughter sends oxygen to the brain. So when you are happy and you are laughing, your brain functions better. Sadness releases some chemicals in your body that destroys your own body. That's why if you are somebody that is always in sadness, you end up, I'm not saying all the time, but you will end up having bones problems. You will have bone problems, arthritis. You, you struggle with heart disease. And I'm not saying everybody that has had disease, it's, about, it's because they are not happy. But I'm saying that one of the causes of those trouble are sadness. Hallelujah. We know that, we know that laughter is a human experience. Just help her. We know that laughter is a human experience. Hallelujah. That God has given us grace to be able to laugh. People refuse to laugh. Even in church, if people laugh, they go, I don't know that laugh laughing thing. <laughs> you see, we call it the laughing thing. No, me, I don't, I am not into that laughing, laughing, laughing. But being the crying, 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 we are in the laughing, laughing, laughing. Because remember, in the in Bible days, God will always tell them to rejoice. And when they appear before the Lord sad, he rebukes them. 
A smiling face is an expression. Listen, in the Hebrew word, the word faith, face is called the panim, the panim, the face of the Lord. We're talking about panim. And the face, according to the Hebrew, the Hebrew people, your face expresses all your emotions. So when you say seek the face of the Lord, that's what they meant. It means that through the face of the Lord, you get what God says. When you say, I'm seeking the face of the Lord, you are saying, I'm seeking to know what God says. But it, they use the word panim, in his face. So your face is the, is the expression of what is inside of you. You can fake to laugh, but the, the reality will catch up with you. Can first laugh for an, a half an hour, but the whole day. When people see you, they can tell where are you at. Have you realized that when you get into the house, you can tell exactly what your partner is feeling? Face. The face becomes longer than usual. <laughs> and then when you ask a question, they answer you with another voice. You know, something is not right here. Uh, because there is a stirring in the inside that is appearing in the outside. Because you are steered from the, out, from the inside out. You know that you are guided through the storms of life, through what you have within you. So what if within you is troubled, what is outside will be troubled. Keep your peace. You see, there's a river that makes the heart of God glad. God is within her and shall be not shaken. Be still and know that I am God. I will rule over the nations, Psalm 46. So we need to know that it's important to say to God, your peace. Say, God, your peace. Listen. In the book of Nehemiah, chapter number 8, verse 10. Can we read Nehemiah, chapter number 8, verse 10? Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. Nehemiah 8, 10. Said. Uh-uh. Nehemiah chapter number 8, verse 10. That's not it. Yes. Nehemiah. Or Nehemiah. Say it. Maybe I don't say it. You will. Can I read it? He said, then he said to them, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portion to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is, a whole, is holy to our Lord. Do not worry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. He said, do not worry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Can I give you a bit of background? It was a day they, when they failed to build the walls because the time of Nehemiah was the time of the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem. Because the, war, the walls were destroyed for wars. And Nehemiah came with Israel and all the people and they rebuilt the wall. And when they failed to rebuild the wall, they made a pulpit. And they put the pulpit there and Israel was reading the law. And while he read the law, people were crying. Because they realize how much they have missed the law. They have missed the word of the Lord. And Nehemiah told them, no, this is not a day of weeping. 
It's not a day of crying. I know you understand your shortcomings. I know you understand uh, that you haven't followed the Lord wholeheartedly. But today the Lord has restored you, and this is a day of rejoicing. And they say, for the joy of the Lord is your, it is your, so without strength you can't do anything. So Neymar was telling them that the strategy of the enemy is to withdraw your strength, is to put your eyes on your shortcomings so that you may cry without knowing that God has already restored you. He said, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Go home, eat the fat, prepare food, give to those who don't have, and rejoice in the Lord, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So when you put your focus on your achievement, you become sad. You see, people that are sad are people that are so mindful of themselves. What they haven't achieved, what they haven't done, what they can't do, but they forgot, they forgot that the whole purpose of Christianity is for you to focus on the achievement of Christ. But when you focus on your own achievement, sadness will come. Nehemiah said to them, the joy of the Lord is your my God, help us, help us, help us. So if the enemy wants to overcome you, what, is he going, what, what will he come against? If he has to overcome you, what will he come against? What will he come against? What will he come against? Because if he can take your joy, it takes your strength. If the enemy can take your joy, it takes your strength. And the Bible says the joy of the Lord is my knowing that he who has promised is faithful. Amen. And regardless what I'm going through, I know the Lord is faithful. Amen. For the Bible put it this way in Romans 8, 28. It says, for I know that all things works. My God. The good of those who love him, those he has called according to his purposes. So, so God is saying that doesn't matter what is happening. All things, my God. All things. I say, I say, there's a preacher named Joyce Mayer. You know her. She was raped by her father. She was abused by many people. And when she was being abused, she thought God was not real. Where was God? Although God was not the author of the abuse, God didn't send people to rape her. But the enemy thought he was destroying joy, but he was giving a ministry to joy. Because today when she stands speaking, a brokenness in the past is a healing of people now. Oh my God, my God, my God, my God. So, even your loss of job, even the fact that you don't have money now, the fact that things are shaky around you, Then I start to laugh at the devil because he does not know by trying this is giving me a ministry. But whatever he's doing is arranging a pulpit for me uh, in the presence of my enemies. Oh, and, and, and God is able, is able to anoint me in the presence of the enemies and in the midst of the chaos so that when I stand up, I stand with laughter. <laughs> yes, the joy of the Lord. Somebody say joy. joy. Somebody say joy. joy. 
you haven't laughed for a long time. Some of you are addicted to pain, but today God is turning your situation into a joy situation. I, 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 I speak in the name of Jesus. I speak in the name of Jesus that when the enemy planned when you were in your mother's womb has turned out for your good. That you think that it has turned out for pain. But this is the very testimony that will give light in that situation. You are who you are today because of what happened yesterday. My God, my God, my God. If, if they didn't plan to abort you, you wouldn't come out with such anointing. My God. My God, my God, my God, my God. My God. So the anointing is connected to the trouble. Yes, yes, yes. Because Paul says that we are crushed, but not destroyed. And let me submit to you that if you take the seed of, of olive and you want to extract oil from it, you have to crush it. The more you crush it, the more oil is displayed. So your anointing is at the mercy of your crushing. So, oh my God, help me, help me, help me. So the more you think you have been crushed, the more heaven is releasing a fragrance of anointing around you. So I'm here to tell you, people, I don't know what is going on in your life, but I prophesy over you that what is going on will not destroy you, but God has a way and God will take you out of it. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Do you know why the black American can sing so much? They sing because of oppression. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All those singers are born through oppression. Uh, because when they were in slavery, the only expression was for singing. Because they couldn't go to the shop, they couldn't go. So they sat at night and amazing grace. They're singing. And while they are singing, they are singing. The song is going into their DNA. So all the children that are born are born worshippers. Yes. Because, because when, when, when the other people were oppressing them, they were giving them a floor for their anointing. I tell you the truth. You go to America today, the most anointed preachers are black preachers. Yes. When they preach, people stand up. Now the white people in America are preaching like the black people. You hear them, hey, this is black. This is not white, this is black. So listen, let me tell you something. The reason why they start to mimic is because they saw their anointing in what these people are doing. But it comes from oppression. I don't know who is oppressed here this morning. I don't know. I don't know what the enemy is doing in your life. But I'm here to tell you, your oppression will turn out for your good. It might not be somebody oppressing you. It can be a situation. Uh, it might not be somebody. It can be a situation. But in the midst of a situation, you are singing. In the midst of a situation, you are singing. Because your song is not just for you, but it's for the generation yet unborn. I wish I have time today to show you that whatever the enemy is doing is working for the kingdom. This song you sing, sang, Nkosi, all these songs are born out of struggle. Yes. 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 You need to understand that. And, and, and you say, but I was never oppressed. That's fine. But the enemy has something that is keeping you back. That's an oppression. Yeah. 
you might not be oppressed in light of racism or uh, racial differences, but your mind is being oppressed by Satan daily. You wake up, you don't know where you are. You wake up, you feel like a dead person. You wake up, you feel like you don't want to breathe anymore. You feel like you don't want to come, go on anymore. My friend, I'm telling you, you are under attack. It's an oppression of the devil. And let me tell you something. This oppression has come to, to destroy you, but God has another plan. I said God has another plan. God has another plan. You will come out of the ashes. You will come through the fire. Some through the flood. Some through the fire. But at the end, we form a, a, a generation of worshippers. My God, my God, my God. Let me, let me see this. Let me see this. Let's go to Psalm 103 verse 5. Psalm 103 verse 5. Oh, let, let's even read from verse 1. Huh. Let's read from verse 1. Then we'll stop at verse 5. Hi. Bless the Lord. Oh my soul. Stop there. Don't take it away. Do you know that everybody that says this is going through something? Hallelujah. When a man comes and says, my soul, bless the Lord, it means the soul is in a state that is refusing to bless the Lord. So the man has to dictate to the soul what the situation So he said, bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all, somebody help me. All that is, all that is within me, all my emotions, all my organs, all my being, everything that is within me and everything that is within you was not within you because it was created within you. Everything that is within you could be, could be coming from the outside and because everything you behold come inside of you. So when you say everything that is within me, the without and in, and in out, you mean that situation that you've been going through that have created a pattern in your side, inside of you. You see, all these things, you even praise the Lord. It means if you came to destroy me, you praise. That's why we can't be demon possessed. Because every demon that comes shall praise the Lord. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's why demons can't possess us. Because if they come, they will praise the Lord. If they... Don't know what demon you are struggling with. Call that thing to curse to praise the Lord. It will run away from you. Let's, let's go on. And you say, and all that you bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And forget. My God, my God, my God. Now this man is recalling to his soul why he should praise the Lord. Because the soul does not understand why I should praise the Lord in this situation. He said to my soul, you shall praise the Lord because don't forget. All his benefits, not his benefit, his benefits. So there are benefits connected to your salvation. So you praise the Lord for the benefits that are connected to your salvation. Then he goes on and he said, he's he, he going to name the benefit. He goes on and say, who forgives? I am forgiven. Somebody say, I am forgiven. That, that, that's a subject of laughter. I am forgiven. I am far from hell. I don't smoke like hell anymore. By the grace of the Lord, I am forgiven. And you say, who heal? Some of your diseases. No, 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 no. Some of your diseases. No, no, no. Some of your diseases. So why do you think there is a sickness that can beat you up? 
So the reason why we think that is because we have lost our joy. You go through the sickness with the joy of the Lord, the sickness will leave you. Because you know that I am already healed. Who heals? Oh. Who heals? It's a, it's a present continuous tense. It, it means that it not only healed me, but anything that will show up. I love this one. Because this one does not not in the past. This one is a present continuous. Who heals? So it remains a healer. For today is a healer. Tomorrow is a healer. The day after tomorrow is a healer. So, so, so doesn't matter the sickness. I warn you sickness. Doesn't matter who you are. I have a healer. I have a physician. He's ready to heal me. Who heal all. My God, all. My God, all. It includes all. It includes all. Headache are gone. HIV is gone. Cancer is gone. All, all my diseases, known or unknown, discovered or not discovered, it is Jehovah Rapha. Who all my diseases? And then, oh, let's go on. Who redeems? You from distractions. Listen, it's all in the present continuous. Who redeems you from all your distraction? So distraction known and unknown. Planned or unplanned. Coming or not coming. Born or not born. Imagined or not imagined. Fabricated by the devil or not fabricated. He redeemed me from all, from all distractions. So the, before distraction comes, I'm redeemed. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I have a plan. Before it comes, I'm out of it. He redeems you for all my distraction. Who crowns you? Ah, yeah, 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 I'm walking around with a crown. Say to your neighbor, I'm walking around with a crown. You might see it, you might not see it, but I have a crown over my head. He said, He crowned me with what? Loving kindness. Loving. I am loved. I am loved by God. He, 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 my crown is a crown of loving kindness and not just mercies, tender, tender mercies. Tender, it means mercies, tender mercies. He crowned me with tender mercies, not harsh mercy, tender mercy. I feel the presence of God in this room. I'm telling you the truth. I feel the presence. I, I feel the presence. I feel, I feel something breaking loose in this house. I, I, I'm feeling it. It's like suddenly your pain is leaving you. It's like suddenly the sadness that you came, came you is breaking. It's like, it's like that thing that was holding you for years is leaving you. Because the devil knows I cannot stand in the midst of joy. I cannot stand in the midst. So, 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 so God is giving you a deliverance. You might not know about, but the deliverance is happening right now. Tender mercies. Tender mercies. And, and let go on. Oh. Tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things. Who satisfies your mouth with good things. There are twofold truth here. 
good things, it means he will feed me with choice foods. Who satisfy my mouth? With good things. Second thing, he satisfy my mouth with word of praise and word of adoration. And then he said, so that your youth Forever young. He didn't say you don't go old. He said you are renewed. It means that old age will try to get to you, but sad. It's like I went to sleep and I looked old, but in the night, angels are working on me. In the night, all the wrinkles are being taken away. Because my mouth is filled with good. I'm eating the choice food of heaven so that my body responds to what I'm eating. So that my youth. My youth is renewed. I prophesy over you that your youth is renewed in the Lord. I prophesy over you today that your strength is coming back. I prophesy over you that you are strong. You are not weak. You are growing stronger and stronger and, and, and stronger. You are growing younger and younger. Your youth. Your youth is renewed. And then he compares you, my God. Let's go. He say, like, like, no, go back, go back. I don't want righteousness today. Your youth, so that your youth is renewed like? Ah, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I've never seen an old eagle. Have you seen an eagle with feathers black out and flying around? All eagles are beautiful. Doesn't matter their age, they are beautiful. Because there is, there is a system of renewal in the eagle that keeps him in a way that when the feathers are old, they fall out by themselves and new one comes. He you said your youth is renewed like the one of the eagle. If you have an old eagle, take me a picture of that and send it to me. I bet you all your pictures of eagles are all nice, but you don't know their age. Most of your pictures are not baby eagles. These are mature adult eagles. But they look like young, they look like in the prime of their age. Mm -hmm. Because their eyesight does not go blur. They just stand and they can see the fish even in the water. And he can go for the prey even in the midst of the storm and snatch the prey out of the water and goes back and sit on the tree. The eagle does not stand on the water. It does not stay on the water. It just snatch the prey and goes back. So let me tell you something. If you want to be like an eagle, detach yourself from the situation. Mm -mm, my God, snatch it and go back to where you come from. Stay in the heavenlies. Stay in the heavenly atmosphere and you shall be like an eagle. Amen. Listen, somebody sent me a story. He said, there is a bird that picked on the eagle 
It's, uh, I don't know, it's like a, like a coral or uh, when the eagle, it's the only bird that can sit on the eagle and pick on the eagle. But you know the eagle does not fight with that bird. It does not. What it does, it takes up attitude. And it goes up so that the, the bird cannot breathe anymore. And the bird has to fall off from himself. So you are fighting too much the devil because you are in the earthly realm. The moment you mount up in the heavenly, oh my God, the moment you, you, you mount up on wings like eagle, devil will fall by himself. Some of you are fighting too much the devil. You just need to go a bit higher. God said to John, come up. Come up higher. Come up higher. I'm calling you to detach from the situation today. I'm calling you to come up higher so that you can see what God is doing. No, man, you don't understand my situation. You don't understand. My situation is very tough. It's tough because you are around the situation. Yes. I flew many times in my life. And sometimes, when we take off from Johannesburg, houses are big. And the more we go, the smaller they become. Until you don't see houses anymore, let alone people. And you see now you are above a cloud. And you cannot peace through the cloud to look the houses. And the Lord told me, when you are in the realm of the earth, everything is big. But when you come in the heavenlies, the earth thing becomes small. So that's why I told you to be in the spirit. Because the more you are in the spirit, the more that trouble becomes so small. And the higher you go with God, the more it disappears. It disappears. It disappears. It disappears until you are in full flight and nothing can stop you. The depression you are in today is because you are standing at the place where you can be all the depression. Come up! Joy. Uh, train yourself to laugh. Yes. Stand in front of me and exercise laughing. Because some of you need to train that. You know, even when you want to laugh, open your mouth and laugh. The Bible says God laughed at the enemies. You are ashamed to laugh. That's why you close your mouth. Some of you haven't laughed for a long time. Today is your chance. You are not at the Trevor Noah show. You are in front of God Almighty. And God is saying, regardless of the situation, laugh at the situation. I said, laugh at that devil. Come on now, laugh at that devil. (laughs) Yes. Yes, the moment you start to laugh, your muscle will relax. And you'll... (laughs) <laughs> don't close your mouth. You see, she's just a human being. She's bursting to laughter. She put a Bible. How can the Bible be a protection against laughter? That one I don't understand. Bible says God laughs at his enemies. Do you understand that? But then let me come up with something that will shock you. It means God laughs all the time. Because the enemy is busy all the time. And they say he's laughing. So when the devil is doing, heaven is laughing. Because they know it will come to nothing. So when he's flexing his muscle, he's going to destroy you. Heaven is laughing at him. So start to laugh at your enemies. Father, we unleash the spirit of joy in the house now. I unleash the spirit of joy all over the place. That people are going to start to burst into joy right now. In the name of Jesus, 
Father, you, you said it and now do it, Lord. Let your people come to the realm of joy. In the name of Jesus, let the joy of the Lord be your portion. Somebody is experiencing an outburst of joy within you. It will come within you. It will come like a, like a fountain that is breaking out right now. Receive the spirit of joy. This is it. This is it. It's hitting home. <laughs> this is it. This is it. Hey. This is it. Joy! It's hitting home. It's unleashed in the house. <laughs> you are laughing at the devil. That witch doctor that thought could destroy you are laughing at him right now. That colleague at home, at, at work, that thought he could destroy you are laughing at that thing now. Yes, yes, yes. That story in your life, you are laughing at it now. You are laughing at the very bank that wrote you a letter and said, my God is Jehovah Jireh. This is it. This is it. This is it. The Lord told me this will happen. So this is not people are making up. The Lord told me. This is it. Joy! And some people that are receiving that visitation, they are going for something right now. They are going for something right now. Father, spread your joy in the house. Even those who lack joy, give them the joy of the spirit. Give them the joy of the spirit. This is it. This is it. <laughs> this is it. It's hitting home. This is it. The Lord is restoring people. Some of you, you are high blood pressure. It's getting healed right now. For your own laughter, the Lord is healing you. That thing will go down. I received a testimony of a young woman that David told me that came to a service, I think last Sunday or previous Sunday, that I had high blood pressure. And in the service, she was healed. She went back to the hospital. When they took her blood pressure, it was normal. It was the lowest she got in five years' time according to what they told me. Holy Spirit now, fill! Fill! Touch! We, 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 we. <laughs> this is it! Every time is so. And the Lord said, We repair the joy of many people today. And that's what you see. And you, you might judge it, but don't worry. You can continue to judge it. We, we, we're finishing. I, I'm finishing. I'll carry on tonight. 
This is it. <laughs> you, you want to laugh or you don't want to laugh? Just laugh. <laughs> This is it, this is it. It's hitting home hard. Yeah, it is, yeah, it is. This is it. <laughs> hey, hey, take. Joy. <laughs> this is it, this is it. It's hitting home very hard. <laughs> Yet is, yet is. This is it, this is it. Look at here, look at here. Joy! Maybe your business is not going well. Laugh at that thing. Maybe your marriage is not going well. Laugh at that thing. This is it. I learned to laugh. Sometimes I'll be sitting alone and laugh. It's hitting home. This is it. Some are smiling, some are laughing. <laughs> when you get home, you realize, oh, there's so much joy here. Hey, 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 hey. And the angel can't stay away from joy. They come where there's joy. They come in the house where there's joy. Angel don't stay where there's quotation. That's why the Bible says that the angel of the Lord encamps around you. My God. <laughs> you must laugh, not as a professional. You must laugh. <laughs> Because God is restoring something, joy, joy, so that the sickness may run away, so that the pain may run away, and you see that those pain in your joints are going away because you are having so much joy in the presence of the Lord. Yo. You see, we have a service tonight, so I can't stretch this thing too long. But those who want to be in the joyful pool, I invite you. This is it. Stand up, stand up, stand up. Ah, uh, I say stand up. I, Muna, stand up. <laughs> Pick it up. Joy. <laughs> this is a dignified woman. She's not. This woman is very reserved. She's not laughing like that. This is it. You, you, you refuse to laugh. Eh? What is your problem? With? Joy! <laughs> It's
it released, it released, it released, it released. Your breakthrough is released. I prophesy over you that those who stop you will no longer be able to stop you. That person, her heart or his heart will turn in your favor. I prophesy in the name of, I prophesy in this atmosphere. I prophesy that those who stop you will... It released! It released! You may be seated. Let's round up. Let's round up. We're going to do the offering. We're going to do an offering and then I'm going to pray for the end. And that is your honest. Joy, joy all the way. You, you, you joy from here until home. And while you are joying from here until home, all the demons are going out. They're going out of your way. They're going out of your way. Hallelujah. Hey, Salome, you, you laugh over that leg. You don't take it serious anymore. You laugh over it. I, I see. Those, the Lord told me that laughter extends life. I don't know. He told me. He said, he said, actually the title of the message he gave me, he said, joy, the key to long life. That was the message he gave me today. Joy, the key to long life. And those that, when I study revival, there was a revival of joy that came. And people start to despise it. But all the preachers of revival, none died below 80. Yes, you can study the, you can study history of revival. None of them died below 80. All the people that were so serious and were criticizing and said, so the flesh, the flesh, they died. They buried all these people. But all the Pictures of joy that understood the breakthrough in joy, they died old age. They died old age. You know, when I was young, I studied a lot the life of Kenneth Hagen, and, and I realized that he died so peacefully. In 2003, he was sitting at a table with his life, wife, he smiled at her, and he bowed his head. But some of you. <laughs> Joy is the answer. I refuse to die in struggle. I was born in struggle. I will not go back in struggle. I was born, I was born for labor pain. I will not go back for struggle. I refuse. <laughs> Some of you have twice labor pain. When you are being born, ah, ah, now when you are dying, <laughs> what is that? is peace. So he said in his sleep. <sighs> Gone. <laughs> Can I tell you, there is no better death or worse death, but some death look like curse. Look at Taylor's born. He said, when, when he was, he was very old, and he said, it's almost Valentine's, and I want to celebrate the next Valentine with my wife on the 14th of February that year, in his sleep. He went home. Because he understood joy. Today you're going to give in joy. <laughs> 